Welcome to Konoha Crush, a clandestine effort to exhaustively research and document events occurring in and around the village hidden in the leaves. I'm Ruby. I'm Gwen. Hi. Hi. Hey, how's it going? We're here doing the podcast yet again. It's a it's a big week. We've got a lot on our plates, but like we're still here talking at the microphone. Gonna like uh Yeah, we'll we'll be up to some shit later, but like right now, um we're making the podcast. Yeah, oof. We've We've been doing a lot of work here in the Hidden Leaf. Yeah, it's, it's been kind of busy. It's um, but like I, I think it's gonna pay off pretty well for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean th- things are looking, things are going so smoothly so far. Yeah, like not to, not to get ahead of ourselves, but like it's looking pretty good right now. And like once we get in the fray, like mm-hmm. it's, it's basically it's basically over. Uh, like not without its hiccups, obviously, but like you know, it's on it's 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 looking fine. It's looking fine. But before we get into any of that, how's uh how's it been this last week? Have you been up to anything? Yeah, it's been pretty good. Um so I finally caught up on a show today. Oh shit, what show did you catch up on? The Owl House. Okay. Yeah, alright, we'll allow this. I don't <laughs> think we have like a particularly strict anime only rule. No, it's... or like a particularly strict delineation between like anime and cartoons. It's fine, whatever. What what, what do you guys say about the Owl House? It's good. The the I mean, like it ended like a few weeks ago. I just I'm just now like catching up to the to the end of the second season, and it's a pretty good show. It like you know, it, it's pretty cool. A lot of the animation looked pretty good. Uh, the villain is a, is a cool villain, and the new villain is also a cool villain. I'll do that. I don't know fuck all about the Owl House, so like I can't really engage with you on this conversation in any real way. But like, I don't know what is. Uh, right, right, right. So, like, ba- basically, just just to give everyone a quick description of what the Owl House is, if you don't know, it's about a girl named Luce, who like found a door into like a like a world full of like demons and witches and stuff. Um, and she got like kind of stranded there. It's fine. Uh, and she met a lady named Ida, who like came to, who's like a who's like a were owl. And who's been like looking after her? It's 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 cute. It's fun. She has a girlfriend now. It's great. It is great. I the the impression I get is that like there is a point, like I don't know if it's like just when the second season starts, or, like partway through the second season, where it's just like oh shit, we're not going to get to make like more of this, or at least we're not going to get to make as much more of this as we wanted to. Mm-hmm. So we just going to start making stuff happen all of the time, as opposed to like the early more episodic stuff that. It, it's sort of crazy earlier on. This is, this is just my vague understanding of. Uh... Yeah, I mean, it, it definitely like picks up towards the second half of the second season, right? Like, uh, like lots of shit goes down. The like big bad like plan starts happening. Um, it gets like thwarted the last minute in the finale, and then uh, loose her girlfriend, and then like a couple other other friends get stranded in the human realm. Separated from everyone else who now uh, is stuck in, you know, the demon realm with like a with like a newly released like god like entity who is kind of kind of like childish and kind of playing around to like everyone's detriment. So that's that's that, that's the situation, you know. Uh, spoilers. Uh, <laughs> spoilers, yeah. Spoilers for the Owl House, I guess. Um, yeah, I mean, like, if, I if you if you were if you're if you're worried about spoilers, the Owl House skip the last thirty seconds of this podcast. <laughs> Yeah, don't, don't worry. It's been it's been a lot of time since the out that 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 show happened. Like, especially when this episode is going to be released. Like, if you're mad about it, like, sorry. Like, you should have watched it sooner. Oh my god, <laughs> this is not my official stance of trying to avoid spoilers, but also I'm not like particularly good about it on this podcast. So, like, uh, sorry. Yeah, um, no, you know. I mean, like, yeah, and you know, like, I don't know. It's it's pretty good. Like I hope there's at least one more season. It it looks like there's going to be at least one more season, unless mm-hmm. it gets like canceled or whatever, right? Like, but you know, it, I I think it's a popular enough show that unless like something really bad happens, which you know you can't put that above Disney, but like you know, yeah, it's probably gonna be fine. Well, I I haven't like looked at if it's been renewed or anything, so like I could be, it could be already canceled. Who knows? We just we just don't know. That is our official stance here at uh, Kona Hot Crush. We just don't fucking know. Um, I have read more Berserk. Would you believe it? Wow, I would. Yeah, 
what oh you would believe it okay that's good i mean it's it's kind of been like a like a fairly consistent thing for me lately but like i'm still really liking berserk um you know yeah last week i came to the podcast and i'd read like the the lost children section of berserk which is like the, the one with the lost children yeah it was like intense and like unpleasant in ways that i found like you know impressive tonally and like well made but like i was um I was a little relieved going into the um, the rest of the conviction arc, which you know, uh, I, I was a little relieved going into the rest of the conviction arc, which wound up being like more normal. Like, it, it, there are parts of it where it just kind of feels like a like a, a more regular comic that I would read, where we've got like all of the characters kind of getting pulled up in this uh, this big situation where a lot of stuff is happening, except it's just like constructed super tightly and then like every once in a while you turn the page and there's just like this tremendous intimidating outpouring of effort onto it and it's just like the most crazy impressive shit you've ever seen and it's just like super cool it was like it was like a really nice break in tone like especially once it gets to the um the 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 birth ceremony chapter of the conviction arc Mm -hmm. um where it's just like oh hey we've got like characters in this comic again we've got like a bunch of like fucking randos who are like pulled up in guts's wake and it's not just about like seeing things go miserable for them like it's not the happiest time in the world but there's like a lot of really like genuine warmth in that in that section that i could find like a really refreshing change of face and i was really happy to see the comic like trading those places again and it's just also extremely fucking cool the entire time it's just the sickest shit yeah. ever there's like so many pages where like there's like so many pages where it's like oh shit some bad stuff is happening and then like guts just shows up on like on screen like this fucking ridiculous whirlwind of like destruction and violence and it's like Hell yeah, I got this here, right? There's there's this real sense throughout the arc of, like, people just get, getting pulled up in his wake in a way that isn't even necessarily just, like, miserable for them. And, like, the, the the way that Guts winds up being, like, placed in their minds is, like, this sort of, like, centralized, like, figure that they're, like, trying to cling to because there's, there's something about him that makes sense in the midst of, like, everything going fucking crazy is, like, really cool. And uh, also, like, every time Guts just shows up and, like, swings his big sword around and there's, like, three pages of, like, guys just getting fucked up. It's like, hell yes, this is just awesome. Fuck I don't know yeah. what to say. He's got a big fucking sword. <laughs> His sword is so big now. Uh, it's 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 really good. It's a good comic. I'm having a great time. That's great. I I'm I'm, I'm glad you're really enjoying it. Let me think. Was there more I wanted to say about that? Okay, I've I've really been enjoying the ways that the cast has been kind of like expanded, both in terms of like here's the guys who seem like they're going to stick around, and like in terms of here's the guys who are just like in it for this arc. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I like uh, Isidro, like this little shithead k- kid who's following Guts around. I think he's really fun. Um, I like Farnese and Serpico. Yes. Uh, I think they're great. Um, I've, I wound up being, like, really compelled by uh, Mosgus, who's, like, one of the villains of this arc, who's just this, like, shithead, super blocky priest guy. Um, I-, I feel like there is a... There are a lot of, like, here's kind of, like, a religious torture zealot villain kind of guys in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the thing that makes Mosgus work really well is that there is a real sense to which, like... Um, like, like, I think with characters like that, there's often a tendency to, like, sort of point out, like, the ways in which their beliefs are just self-serving or hypocritical or whatever. But, like, with Moses, I think there's a real sense of, like, you know, obviously, it's kind of, like, this guy doesn't believe good shit because he's, like, a religious torture freak. But, like, you get a clear sense that, um, he does believe something in a way that, like, gives some sort of clarity to, like, himself and the people around him in a way that, like, makes him a little more intimidating and, like, makes it easier to buy into him. I found that really impressive. Yeah, I mean, like, you, you, you say that, like, Religious torture freak is, like, a common, like, theme for the bad guys in this comic. But, like, liter- literally the, 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 like, human sacrifice demon guys are called apostles. So, like... Right. I mean, I don't even mean it is comic specifically. I mean, like, more broadly, right? In, like, fantasy fiction where you've got, like, the evil religious guys who are, like, you know... Right. Okay. But, like, I, like, I, I, but I think, like, in, in Berserk's case, I, yeah, there's just, like, a... I mean, like, it is grounded in the way that anything in Berserk can be grounded, right? Because he does have, like, a fucking, like, horrible torture dungeon that, like, just will, like, have these, like, ridiculous lurid panels of, like, everybody getting fucked up in his torture dungeon every time it goes down there. But it's still, like, yeah, I don't know, like, he's... You do still kind of get a sense of him as, like, a guy and, like, a guy that people would believe in and not just, like, here is a villain for everybody who's, like, yeah, the evil religious guys are bad to, like, look at and go, like, yeah, fuck this guy. Yeah. But also, like, fuck that guy. Yeah, but also, and, like, fuck- it's awesome when Gus kills him. <laughs> yeah, with his big sword. Yeah, I guess I guess spoilers for Berserk. Gus kills a guy with his big sword, and it's awesome. Yeah, um, it fucking rules yeah. every time. Every time he does it. I mean, I think sometimes it's a little like complicated and sad, but that time it just kicks ass. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's my Berserk update. You know, if 
if I was like taking notes about Berserk and like trying to like have like a big Berserk segment on this podcast, I'd probably have more to say because I think there's a lot to say about that comic. But I'm just kind of reading it mostly and like saying what comes to mind because this is actually a Naruto podcast. So like maybe maybe we get onto that if you don't have anything else you want to talk about. Yeah. All right. Let's 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 do that. Episode sixty six, Bushi Bra's Jutsu Sasuke style. The match is about to begin, and Kakashi counts eight Anbu hanging out in the crowd. It's not nearly enough. The fight starts, and right away, Gara starts talking to his dead mom. He promises to feed her Sasuke's blood. Still backstage, Shikamaru talks to Naruto about Gara, wondering why he didn't kill them. They decide it's because right now, Sasuke's the only one who can satisfy his bloodlust. Sasuke starts the fight with some shuriken, but Gara catches it with a sand clone. Sasuke moves in and punches away sand. He's fast, and his form is giving Gara flashbacks to the Lee fight. Sasuke punches Gara in the cheek and sends him flying. Guy and Lee recognize his form immediately, and Anbu Kabuto knocks out Kiba after Akamaru recognizes him. So right at the top of this episode, there's like this scene that registers as like just deeply, deeply sad to me, where Kakashi is like going up into the stands to like hang out after he like you know after he brings Sasuke down to the uh, like floor of the arena, mm-hmm. and like he he walks up to Sakura and like and you know like ah oh, Sakura's gonna be so fucking pissed at him. And, like, Sakura isn't. She's just fucking sad. And, like, Ino is just, like, looking on with, like, worry for her friend who is, like, not acting like herself. Yeah. And it's, like, it is just, I, I don't know. Like, like, probably the thing I'm supposed to get from this is, like, okay, yeah. Like, Sakura's, like, really worried about all of this. You know, she's still worried about the curse mark. She's worried about Sasuke. She hasn't seen him in a while. But, like, there's this real sense of, like, oh, Sakura is just kind of, like, losing herself. All, like, all, like, a... A narrative level, like a meta like a metatextual level of like Sakura is like things that make her who she is are just like kind of slipping away, and like Ino is like left looking out at this, like sad about her friend in a way that is just kind of crushing to me. <laughs> yeah, like she doesn't even she doesn't even have inner Sakura stuff going on anymore. She's just fucking sad. I don't I don't know if we ever see inner Sakura again. Like that's, <laughs> maybe we do. That's but like, that's so scary. But like the fact that we're getting none of it here, and it's just like sad Sakura. It's like oh man. Like, I want to believe there's a version where she, like, pulls out of this and, like, has her own, like, arc of growth and stuff, but I know that doesn't happen. Yeah. I'm I'm always so sad about Sakura. Yeah. I'm sad about Ino. Like, fuck. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, lit- literally the girl she has a crush on is, like, changing fundamentally as a person in real time due to trauma. Yeah. This is, like, a thing that we're really gonna get, like, there's not really an arc of, like, Sakura overcoming this, I don't think. Yeah. It's just it's just a bummer. Um but anyway from there, uh, you know, Kakashi's talking to Guy and they, he like looks around the stadium, he like identifies all eight of the Yanbu guys here, like in seconds, which is uh I, I, I feel like I've done some shitting on the Yanbu in the past and it's gonna continue. This is not a good showing. I feel like <laughs> I mean Kakashi is good, right? Kakashi is like ex Anbu himself. He's like a super talented guy, he's like a expert genius ninja. But literally, they teach you how to look like different people in fucking grade school. Right? Like, if if somebody shows up and in seconds is like, okay, there's all of our, like, super secret special ops guys in the arena. That's all of them that are here, and I know there's not any others. You've, you've fucked up at some point. Yeah. It's... <laughs> it's, a, it's kind of embarrassing, guys. Come on. Come on. From there, um, down on the arena floor... Gara is just sort of like going into complete maximum psycho mode. He's just like, he's just pulling all those switches up. He's just like maxing everything out. He's like starting to talk to like his dead mom. This is like a thing I sort of forgot Gara does. Like part of it is just because like, I mean, he becomes normal not long after this, right? Yeah. Like he, he becomes a friendly guy again. But like here he's so here he's just like he. I guess he's trying to get it all in like under under the wire. He's just like he's like yeah yeah that's right mom. I bet you hated that shitty blood of this guy. Don't worry, I'm gonna give you that good fucking blood of this kid right here. It's gonna be great. He's be like a, he's be like a freak. He's he's like he's going as hard as he can right now. He needs to get it out. He needs to. Right, and I and I and I love I love how Tamari and fucking Conqueror are up in the fucking stands going like ah oh, shit he's talking to mom. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> uh, like there is a point where like the, it switches to like Conqueror and Tamari getting scared of these episodes, but there's so much of them just be like, "Ah, oh, God damn it! Why is he doing this? Why is he like this all of the time?" <laughs> I fucking love it when these two are like wrangling their little brother. It's so good. It's so good. It's like it's really great. Um, 
it gives them a really great thing to be doing that I think is, very, is yeah, I mean, like we said, a lot of fun that obviously just kind of, I mean, they sort of lose that as uh, as Gar becomes normal later. But like right now, it, it's, uh, well, like the, the part where it's like, oh, this is a matter of like national significance that we keep our little brother in order. And also like, God damn it, I'm kind of annoyed about our little brother at the same time. It's just sort of beautiful. <laughs> it's so good. And there's the there's the scene where like Naruto and Shikamaru are talking. Um, like I, I don't have a ton to say about like the the content of the scene beyond like what you said in the summary, right? Like you mm-hmm. know they're like you know they're, they're talking about why Gar didn't kill them, but I think there's like a nice like there, there's a, there's a few little modes here. Of, like I don't know, I, I I think there's like a fun thing with the Naruto and Shikamaru friendship where there's just like a real disconnect between them, right? Like Shikamaru's like yeah, I guess I'm kind of this guy's friend now, but like he never really quite knows what to do. Like there's a bit where Naruto's just kind of like sitting there and remembering shit Gara said in the hospital and getting all fucked up about it. And, like, Shikamaru's just like, okay, I don't... I'm just, just kind of looking at him, doesn't know what to say. He's just sort of like, <laughs> this is out of his hands. He's not here for this. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and also, I want to say, there, there is a moment... There is a moment where Naruto is just like, what, are we not good enough for him? <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> she was like, Wait, okay, hold on. I, I want to not be dead right now. I'm really glad that I didn't get fucking mulched right here. So, like... <laughs> Yeah, hey, you see those stains that are still on the wall over there? That's not me right now. You know, I, mean, I think Shikamaru's got his priorities in order. You know, I can't fault him for this one. Yeah, no, fair. This, this, his desire to not be, like, blood paste is, like, probably why he gets tuned in at, at the end of this, you know? But anyway, from there we go on to the actual fight between uh, Sasuke and Gara. You know, it starts off. And there's an extent to which, like, okay, so, like, the idea here is that Sasuke is mimicking Rock Lee's moves. And I think the actual, like, action is pretty fun. I think, like, the ways in which, like... Um, Sasuke is like engaging with a sand clone, like getting like, caught up in it, and like and like you know breaking it with his kicks and shit. Yeah, it's like all right, this is like, this is like a solid like bit of a fight, but like when they do flashbacks to the uh, to the Rock Lee and Gara fight, it's like I mean you know this is, this is a fine moment in the manga, but in the anime, it's like you didn't have to fucking do this to yourselves. That's the best looking <laughs> fight in this show. Yeah, I mean it, it, it's really selling that Sasuke is like pretty good at the Rock Lee thing, but like slightly worse, you know? <laughs> right, but I don't think we're supposed to think he's like slightly worse, right? No, it's know. just like they're like, oh my god, he's moving just like Rock Lee, and they cut back to like the fucking crazy Nori uh, Matsumoto and like uh, Tatsuyaki. Wait, well, everybody really got a name wrong. I might not even got the name wrong, but I, I psyched myself out. Hold on, let me check. Okay. Okay, I did get the name right. I just psyched myself out. Woohoo! Hey, everyone, Ruby got the name right! <laughs> okay, like, it's, it's really not selling me on the idea that, like, oh shit, Sasuke is moving as well as Rock Lee, but, like, we get the cutbacks to, like, the crazy Nori Matsumoto and Tetsuya Takeuchi bits from the Rock Lee and Gara fight, and, like, Sasuke is like, he's just not doing that. I'm sorry, but he's just not moving like that right now. He's, it's just not quite there. Um, can we double back on, like, the, like, the first, like, shuriken throw? Because the, 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 the part where Gara blocks it with, like, a wall of sand and then shifts into the sand clone holding the shuriken is so fucking cool. That guy's so fucking cool. I love Gara. That guy's awesome. <laughs> I love Gara so much. He's got his shit figured out, except for all of the parts where he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, his cool ways to fight, he's got that on lock. Yeah. When, when he gets a little bit better, you know, mm-hmm. he'll be, like, so good. <laughs> God, I can't wait until he's like cool to hang out. We're cousins, you know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I, I yeah. I mean, I, I hope you you know you can really reconnect once he's not like a complete psycho. Um, yeah. Once I won't get like fucking mulched for trying to talk to him. Hell yeah. Yeah. Once he's like, oh, are you another assassin? And like he doesn't wait for you to answer, and he just like fucking tears you to pieces. Yeah. That's about what I'd say about this half of the episode. Um, do you have anything else you want to touch on? No. Let's let's move on. Okay. Sasuke gets a few more hits in, and Gai remarks that he's almost as fast as Lee with the weights off. Kakashi explains that Sasuke copied Lee's taijutsu with the Sharingan. Gai gets how, but wonders why they focused on a technique they knew loses against Gara. Gara gets low on chakra, and encases himself in a sand orb. Sasuke punches it, but the orb grows spikes, making it hard to get in close. Naruto runs up, saying Gara's not normal, and the match has to end. The sand siblings are worried Gara's gonna break out a jutsu. He's not supposed to. Yeah, so the, the fight continues on to this half of the episode. Um, there's definitely a part of this fight where, like, I start to get a little overwhelmed. Like, even where I think there's, like, some individually fun bits of animation. Like, there's a bit where, like, Sasuke slides under, like, Gara's sandwall and does some flips at him that I think is pretty fun. Mm-hmm. But, like, the, as it gets more invested in, like, trying to, like, convey speed, I think there's a bit where it kind of falls into traps. Like, okay, like, you're doing the trappings of, like, okay, this guy is going fast, but I'm not, like, super sold on it. And I think a big problem with that is, um, 
in a lot of the action in this part of the episode, it winds up like cutting really harshly on like, here's where like it, it goes from one panel of the manga to the other. And it just kind of like, you know, it, because the medium of comics is different from the medium of animation, uh, it, is? it winds up bit, like breaking up the, mom- the momentum in some like pre- pretty harsh ways that I think kind of like fail to sell the idea that Sasuke is moving super fast and like kind of inhibit the readability of the action here, which yeah. I was kind of bummed out by. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, it does get like a little bit messy towards the end, but I didn't really have a but. Why did I say but? I don't know. It just happens sometimes. Like you, you think you came up the next thing you have to say, and then you just realize it's not really there. Yeah. Hey, podcast, podcast. You know, so like, you know, everybody's watching this in the stands. Guy is seeing this, and he's like, "What? What kind of training did you put him through to like get him to?" Guy, like, what kind of training did you put Sasuke through to get him to go this fast? You know, he's there's like a sense in this in these episodes that guys kind of like. Guy is, like, trying to pay attention to how uh, Kakashi is training Sasuke to, like, see if he can call him out about something. But, like, you know, he, he doesn't really get grounds here. Kakashi's like, yeah, I mean, it, it was pretty hard work, but I just kind of had him, like, up in the mountains. And, like, he, like, really focused on how Lee moved for a while. Uh, and then it, it just kind of happened. Which has got to be a fucking bummer for Lee. Like, that's got to suck to hear. Yeah. <laughs> Lee's, like, working on this for years. And, like, Kakashi's like, yeah, I took this kid off into the mountains. I just had him, like, think about some shit for a while. And, like, you know, he he, he tried a little bit. He got it, he got it together. Like, poor fucking Rock Lee. Yeah, we had, like, a, we had like a two-week little, like, vacay out to the mountains. He did a lot of push-ups. Now he's pretty strong. He's pretty strong. Yeah, he can go about as fast as Rock Lee can. It's fucking... I, I feel so bad for Lee. You know, Lee's gonna, like... I mean, we know Lee. Lee's gonna get better, and he's gonna get fights again. But also, Lee's never really gonna pull out of this in a real sense. Like, Lee's never gonna get like a fight that he wins again. God. Uh... Or like ever, I guess he didn't get a fight that he wins before this, Mm-mm. except for like Sasuke, I guess. And we, you know, we're seeing how that's playing out right now. I wish Lee wins sometimes. I mean, because we're watching the anime, I'm pretty sure we get some Lee wins, like in movies and like some some side arcs. But sure, and that'll that'll be fun. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm excited for that. Yeah. Naruto comes up. Naruto is like, <laughs> he's not normal. He's a genetic freak. He is a genetic freak. He's... <laughs> he, he, he runs up. He's like, that guy is totally different from us. Which, like, first of all, Naruto, that's not what you were saying earlier. You were saying guys just like you. Get it straight. But also, I, I do love the lines of just like, he's not normal. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Look, normally the odds of Sasuke winning would be fifty-fifty, but. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have this Scott Snyder promo on deck, but we can all think about it. We can all be happy about it. Um, uh, shit, do I actually have more to say about this? Right, like, I mean, Naruto's worried about Sasuke. Naruto's like, hey, are, we sh- are we sure? Like, you know, I know that we're like, I know that technically the rules say that you kill the other guy, but like, should we really be like letting this happen if Gara really wants to kill the other guy? Is that is that cool? Is that cool? <laughs> Yeah, right? Like, okay, like, I get, like, the rules there so that we don't, like, hinder ourselves and, like, hold back to make sure we don't do too much damage or whatever, but, like, he's really trying to kill him. Yeah, like, it's his goal. He's not just trying to win this shit. He's trying to kill that guy. We, uh, but, you know, Kakashi isn't gonna do anything. He's super confident. I mean, I guess that's next episode, right? Yeah. But, like, let's let's look into that. Yeah, let's let's go ahead and get into that. Episode 67. Late for the show, but ready to go. The ultimate secret technique is born. Outside town, a bunch of Sound Ninja and Sand Ninja get ready for the attack and evade the Anbu patrols. Kakashi tells Naruto to shut up and watch Sasuke as he backs off from the Gara orb and charges up his special technique. The other two Sand siblings worry Gara's gonna fuck up the plan, and a nearby Shino overhears. Sasuke's hand gets a lightningy, and we learn that Kakashi taught Sasuke how to do the Chidori. Orochimaru doesn't know how to be normal about this. Right, so like we were saying at the end of the previous episode, Kakashi's like stern rebuttal of like all of Naruto's concerns is basically just like, "Hey, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Don't, don't worry about it. I taught Sasuke his big attack." Uh, Kakashi's answer to like both when he does and doesn't have the answer to like the question somebody asks, he's just like, "Hey, don't worry about it." Either because he just doesn't know, or because like, "Hey, some sick shit is gonna happen. Yeah. It'll be all right. Just sit back for a moment." Look, you'll. You'll, you'll learn your big attack later, and then you'll, like, compare to Sasuke's and, like, blow out the back of a fucking water tank or whatever. But, like, right now, check out his big attack that I taught him. It's my special technique. Right, we, we, we cut out to the woods where the Anbu are patrolling. And, like, again, I'm, I'm sorry to rego the Anbu so much, but there's... <laughs> in, in this scene, like, there's an Anbu guy who, like, he thinks he hears something. He stops and he does, like, the fucking stealth game, like, 
huh, must have been nothing thing, and it like walks off, and then we like pan back, and there's not, not just one or like two guys sitting back there, there are like 30 guys just crouching behind a bush. <laughs> 30 guys hiding behind one bush. Come the fuck on. Like, no fucking wonder Orochimaru thinks the leaf is like, if they're doing this shit. Right, 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 and this isn't just like a random like Anbu goon, right? It's like, it is like a recognizable guy design, right? It's the... It's the dude with like the, the like the light colored vest and like the two swords on his shoulders, right? Yeah. Does this guy have a name? I don't know if this guy has a name. I don't. I don't like... know if he has a name, but it's like a. He he is like an at the very least like an iconic Anbu like background guy. Like he is an individual, not just like a black cloak mask guy, right? Yeah, he is fucking it up. <laughs> yeah. When I was first watching the scene, you know, we we get the bit of him going, "Come, oh, must be nothing. It must be my imagination," and he like walks off. Like, we, we just cut over to, like, a guy behind him. I'm like, okay, sure, this is just kind of, like, a construction. But, like, there's just the pad-up, and there's just more and more guys in the shot constantly, and it just escalates it to this point of, like, ridiculous comedy that I don't think it's aiming for. But it's amazing. It's so bad. Were, were the, like, Anbu sabotaged or something? Did we make them all stupid? <laughs> Rochimaru has been, like, seeding the Anbu program with, like, the shittiest ninjas in the leaf for decades. <laughs> We've just been giving them all lead poisoning. But anyway, back to the arena, back to the fight. Uh, Sasuke is, like, charging up the- he's, he's ready to use the Shidori, right? Like, you know, he, he punches the arm for a while to get a better feeling for it, and then he, like, backs off. All of the shit that Sasuke does to ready to use the Shidori is so fucking cool. Like, I think this outfit is kind of lame, but the bit where he's, like, unbuckling the straps on his arms to prepare for his technique is, like, I don't think you need to do that, but it's just some fucking cool guy shit. Fuck yeah. <laughs> it's just like, oh shit, you gotta- like, I don't really know why this is necessary, but it fucking owns. Um, I love that he, like, gets up on the wall so he has enough room to, like, charge in. Like, that's fucking awesome. Yeah. Like, when he's charging out the wall, he's just, like, holding it close to, like, the wall to, like, keep it grounded. It's just tearing the fucking wall off. It's awesome. The jury is fucking cool. Sasuke is cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. planting my flag here. Sasuke's just kind of a cool guy. Yeah, right, right, right. And, like, this technically happens to the next part, I think, but, like, just to, just, just, just to like, keep, keep it on subject, when he, when he fucking, like, gets ready to fucking dash or whatever, and he, like, brings it to the side, and there's just, like, the fucking quarter circle of, like, ground, of, like, wall board out in its path, it's so good. It's so good. They, like, really, really sell this one well. I think it's just a really cool ability for it to give a guy. I'm, I'm, I'm like, pro Chidori right now. Yeah, big time. I like a big attack you have to charge for a while. I think this is an element that gets dropped. Like, I definitely remember Sasuke just pulling it out like it's nothing later on. But, like, I like that as a thing you have to, like, ready for, and then you just fucking charge as fast as you fucking can at a guy. Yeah, and, like, okay, like, to, to, to be fair, we, we have seen Kakashi do it once before, right? Yeah, and, like, yeah, and he also didn't need to wait for it. He also needed to wait for it, right? Because that's, that's why he brought all his dogs out, to keep Sabuza still. Yeah. I, I gotta talk about Shino here, right? Yeah. If I was Shino, I would spend, like, the entire six months to the next tuning exams just fucking seething. <laughs> because this guy is fucking crushing it. Right, like, because his match gets cancelled, like, that would have been a great matchup for him, that would have been, like, a great showcase of his abilities, you know, everyone would have, been, would have been super impressed for him, but, like, it's okay, he is still just, like, he's skulking around the arena, he is, like, gathering information, he is paying attention to shit, like, everything that's, like, here is the qualities for, like, a good ninja, he is doing, like, all of it, it's just not in a way that anybody is paying attention to it, it's not in a way where he's getting graded for it, so he's just, uh, yeah, it just, I just feel kind of bad for him, like, obviously he's just gonna crush it whenever the next tuning exams comes around, right, like, there's no way that doesn't happen. But, yeah, he's gonna fucking ace the next one. Are you kidding me? God. Well, like right now, I'm just, uh, I just, I, I would just be a little bit pissed, you know. Yeah. I, I also like that uh, Kakura and Tamari are just getting like so annoyed about Garth that they're just like not really doing a good job of keeping secret at all. Just like, yeah, I mean, I hope nobody's close enough to listen to us. I don't know what that guy over there is doing, but like, he, it's fine. He's probably not paying attention. It's okay. Let's just talk about the plan vaguely. Maybe Shino and Tamari can bond over the like. God damn it! We just went to the wrong tuning exam. <laughs> Oh my god, that'd be great. Like, I, I don't know what Tabari does in this arc after this point, right? Like, I know that, like, Conqueror gets into fight with Shido, but I, I, I don't remember what Tamari gets up to, so it'd be very funny if after that they just, like, fucking complain to each other in the woods. <laughs> like, she, like, I, I was gonna say she's probably kind of for does something, but, like, she is a girl, so, like, there's no, there's no guarantee of that. Yeah, I mean, she is the only girl that we've seen be, like, capable to, like, any degree. Um, she, she did lose to the, to the, in the, in the one, like, big real fight she had against a boy. So, like, I don't know. I like getting my hopes up too much, but, like, you know, maybe, maybe yeah. I'll learn that, like, Tamari actually was up to something. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? 
Okay. You want to move on to the second half of this episode? Yeah, let's let's move on. Sasuke punches through the orb with his Chidori. Lee's envious and impressed with Sasuke being able to pull something like this off. Naruto's pumped about how strong Sasuke is, and Gara doesn't handle bleeding very well. Sasuke struggles to break free of the orb, and pulls a big monster arm away with him. It slowly slinks back into the orb. Then, there's a scary eye peeking out, and an inhuman cry. The orb falls away, and Gara's back to normal, but the mood's totally different now. Kabuto makes his move, and uses a genjutsu to put everyone in the audience to sleep, except all the skilled ninja who know how to break out. Including Sakura, surprisingly. Sorry, like This half of the episode begins, and you know, Sasuke has punched through the, the sand orb with Chidori, and like... Kakashi and Guy are like explaining how it is and how fucking cool it is. Uh, you know, I'm not really gonna like run down all the, spe- the particulars of that because it's not very important, and we're not like a here's this dude who explained kind of podcast. Yeah, all you need um, to know is that it's a jab. It's it's a jab. You like activate your fucking high powered chakra and you like move super fast. And the reason I am mar- remarking on this at all is that Sakura hears this and goes like, "Oh, that's totally beyond my comprehension, but it sounds cool." And it's like, is it? Because it doesn't seem very complicated. No, it's not complicated at all. <laughs> like, the thing with the story seems like, yeah, it's, it's a pretty straightforward thing to do. It's just hard. Like, it, it is just, like, a difficult thing that requires, like, a lot of really precise control. And I feel like it is such a, like, horrific erosion of Sakura's character to have, her be the guy like, to have her be the girl that's like, oh, wow, that seems really cool, but I don't know what it means. Because, like, her whole thing is, like, understanding, like, all of these, like, little, like, practical things and having this, like, well of knowledge. Like, it, it was, like... 30 episodes ago or something. I don't know what her thing is now. Yeah, I don't know. Like, you're supposed to be the one that knows about this stuff. Come on. It's a bummer. It's a bummer. Guy, guy, like, sees that Kakashi has taught Sasuke the Jidori, and, like, he has this moment to be like, I can't believe you teach him such a risky jutsu, which is, like, he he really fucking wants to get Kakashi back for being like, I can't believe you taught Lee that risky shit. He's got nowhere, nothing to stand on, right? Like, Kakashi immediately just, like, looks at Lee and is like, ah, uh, like, guy, guys know what he's talking about, right? Like, he, or, guy, guys don't grind stand on here, right, Lee? Which is, like, first of all, kind of fucking rude. But also, like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, kind of very mean to Lee, however. However, guy, you should you should have you known better. Like, you, you set him up way too well for this one. Can, can we talk about its other name? Oh, sure, yeah. Uh, Lightning Blade. Lightning Blade. Raikiri. Because, uh, because allegedly, Kakashi uses it to cut a lightning bolt in half. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure it has nothing to do with the fact that it looks like lightning. Yeah, no. It's, uh, it's unrelated. <laughs> totally unrelated. The first thing that people also, like, thought when it's not sure, was like, damn, it's not like there's a lot of fucking birds here. Yeah. How, how many birds do you think it sounds like? Do you think it sounds like a lot of birds? Because I was, like, never quite sold on this. I mean, like, definitely, like, I don't know, it, it, like, 50 birds, easy. Right, like, a thousand birds is, like, a, at least, like, a level of, like, th- this is, like, a thing I don't care about as much anymore, but I remember when I was, like, I was, when I was, like, thinking about this story, I was like, oh, a thousand birds, I expected something, like, way more fucking, like, I don't know, like, way bigger, and it's just like, eh, this is, this is a few birds. This is, a, I'm, I'm not really blown away by this. <laughs> there, there are two names for this, right? Mm-hmm. 100% I believe that Kakashi came up with one and Guy came up with the other. I can't uh-huh. I can't decide on who did which. Oh my god. Uh Guy seems like so excited about explaining the the like the thousand birds like rationale like, like he makes like the chirping noises when he's explaining why it's called Chidori. So like that's got to be his, right? Yeah, okay. Right because Kakashi <laughs> like Kakashi like hey, check out my fucking new technique. I call it the lightning blade. <laughs> and and guy is just like, oh, it sounds like birds. <laughs> it's it's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. I I like that. It's characterful. Um, and Kakashi's like, yeah, I'm gonna call mine Rikiri, and like, I, Sasuke can have the bird's name. That's fine. <laughs> no, but I also like it better if like the birds one just stuck for everybody, right? Because like, uh-huh. I I don't know. I think I think it's fun for Kakashi to like humor that and just be like, haha, yeah, that's a better name. <laughs> Right, like Kakashi has to like fucking stand out in a field for weeks trying to cut a lightning bolt in half to like try and like make his name stick at least for him, if not for other people. He's like, yeah, fine. I I need to make it special for me though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kakashi just going out to storms like a the fucking metal rods coming out of his backpack. <laughs> Look, <laughs> he's like, hey, gotta watch this shit. I don't know. Do, do do you think that actually happened? Is that just some shit they made up? I think there's like. I think there is a point later on where this gets, like, backfilled to be about, like, a specific fight that Kakashi had at some point in the past, but I'm not going to look at the wiki to confirm this right now because you don't check the wiki in the middle of a podcast. It's just bad form. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. But, like, I, v- I vaguely remember them, like, tying this into, like, some fight that Kakashi had in, like, the third Ninja World War. Okay. So, like, canonically, mm-hmm. it happened or whatever, but I definitely get the read from this scene that they are just saying some cool shit about a special technique that Kakashi has with, like, yeah. no bearing on reality. Oh, like, 100%, I don't believe it was, like, planned out that, like, yeah, this is gonna be, like, you're gonna learn why Kakashi called all the, the lightning blade, or whatever, lightning cutter, you know, it's just, uh, it's just something they fill in later. Yeah. Like, right now, I could, I could totally believe it's just the big, like, fucking goofballs of like, Kakashi's cool technique. Yeah, because, you know, if I had a cool special technique, I would make up all kinds of horseshit about it, come on. Absolutely. Right, like you, you need guys who know it, right? Because you can't just be the person to say like, "Yeah, my my cool technique did this." Right, you need a person who like when you pull it out is going to be like, "Oh shit, she's using that technique." I heard that she, I don't know, I don't, I, I can't like ad lib a thing about like a technique that I don't know. So like, <laughs> I I heard she used it to break a whole mountain in half. Oh my god, that's crazy. It's, really, she's it, it's just kind of like a sucker. But it's ooh, it's a really strong one. It's a really strong one, yeah. It's, it's so precisely targeted to the weak point that it could break anything in half. <laughs> Split anything perfectly in half. Like, that guy seems like he's one piece, though. Look closer. Uh. Oh, shit. <laughs> I have to, like, cut guys in half really, like, quickly so nobody, so nobody notices that you didn't punch them in half. Fucking fucking... <laughs> no, no, no. You know, like, look closer, and it's just like... His vertebra. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> uh, th- through the body? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Um, so, so Naruto is, uh, you know, he's, he's seeing Sasuke use his like, new super technique and he's like super impressed and kind of jealous. And like he's kind of he's kind of like shaking in excitement about it, and I really like this little bit of we get of Shikamaru like looking at him and being like, ah, oh, yeah, that's right, that's some fucking rivalry bullshit. Like this isn't for Shikamaru; he doesn't want it, but he he can respect it at a distance. He like you know, <laughs> Shik- Shikamaru's back there and just like thank fuck Sasuke showed up with a new technique. <laughs> thank guy, I did not want it. I did not want this guy competing with me. Gara's scary. Gara's Gara's got a scary mode. He's got his big stretchy arms. He's like the fucking werehog. <laughs> I like, you know, I gotta say, he feels a lot like a monster. He feels kind of like a monster. Oh my god. I, I They really have people talk about, like, oh, this, is, this shit's so scary. Like, Conqueror's like, oh, the first time I saw it, I couldn't eat. And, like, I don't know. Like, maybe this is just because, like, I, I think of Shukaku as just kind of like a big, silly guy. So when Gara's getting his, like, monster form, it's like, yeah, I mean, it's not, like, that scary on its own. Yeah, but, um, like, the, 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 this is still when it was, like, a... Like a like a sealed away, like ancient, like demon monk. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It's definitely one of the things where it's like it, it, it's hard for me to be like, oh shit, is this is, is this like scary? Because like I have too much context for what it, like winds up becoming later. But I guess if he's going fucking like demon monk mode, that's pretty badass. That's kind of scary. Yeah, right. And like there, there there is like for sure a read on like his whole steez that is just like at least for now like a like a sort of like uncomfortable like stretched human anatomy thing. Mm-hmm. That that could be like you know, sickening if you look at it through the lens of like oh that's what they're going for. That's true. All right. Yeah, I mean like I'm not trying to like take it down or anything. It's just one of those things where it's like, yeah, you know, because of my engagement with Naruto, like I just don't, I don't think of Naruto as a comic with scary shit in it mostly. And so when they're like just trying, everybody's lying at life, and like oh shit, this is scary. It's like yeah, okay, man. I'm just let's, let's, I'm, 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 I, I get what you're going for, but like it just feels a little silly to have everybody like tell me. For sure. For sure. But anyway. Kabuto's doing his shit. He's like putting a bunch of feathers in the air, but he's going to fucking sleep. It's time it's time to pop off. It's time to go wild. Um, you know, they did remember a single thing that Sakura can do. They remembered a single trait of hers now. This is this is what she's got. They didn't they didn't trip over the bar on the floor. Yeah. There's a single fact about her. She can she can dispel Genjutsu. Um yeah. this isn't she's not gonna do anything from here. Like I like you know, she's gonna like wake up Naruto later. That's that's about it. Yeah. But like, you know, they, uh, I don't know, I was gonna say they tried, I don't really believe that, but they, they didn't take this away from her. <laughs> they didn't take it away from her. Excellent so way to put it. Yeah, the, the weakest applause. 
It's, it's been a bad week for, for Sakura and having character traits, so... Yeah. She needs this. <laughs> she needed this one. God, okay. Do you want to move on to the next episode? I do, yeah. Okay. Episode 68, Zero Hour. The destruction of the Hidden Leaf Village begins. Everything pops off. The Anbu move to protect the Hokage and feudal lords. The Jonin with the face scar we don't know the name of gets got, and the Kazakage takes the Hokage to the roof. The sound force set up a barrier around them. The Hokage tries to convince the Kazakage to resolve this with words, but he reveals it's been Orochimaru this whole time. Outside the village, the Sand Ninja summon three giant snakes to fuck up the village. Gara still wants to kill Sasuke, but he's in no shape to fight. His siblings carry him off. Baki says he'll stay behind and take care of Genma and Sasuke. Genma tells Sasuke to go after Gara and make sure whatever they have planned doesn't happen. Orochimaru tells the Hokage that he really should have picked a fifth sooner. Before we get into this episode, I want to talk about the staff on this one. Like, this isn't like a, this isn't like one of the big episodes of Naruto, but there's like, there's some like really nice animation in this one. Um, the storyboarder on this one is Hitoyuki Matsui. He's who is like, he is not one of the people I would say is like here's one of the big like best storyboarders on the show, but like he is a person who like does a whole lot of work on the early part of the show and like kind of gradually like phases out and like stops working on it. Like he has like two episodes left on the show uh, after this, and I believe he had like. 20 some before it um but like the the thing i really want to talk about is uh so the animation director here is chikara sakurai who i talked about earlier um on the episode where uh Jiraiya tries to kill naruto which has some really good animation and a lot of the key anim- a lot of like just the the solid key animators who like show up on the show a lot are here i mean we've got uh masari kyoto we've got koji yabano we've got uh toshi Sakaya, and we've got nozomu abe and so there's a uh, so while this episode doesn't like hit the standards of like oh here's like one of the big Naruto episodes everybody remembers I think there's like some really good looking stuff in here and uh, I think there's like some some names you can point to in regards to like why that is yeah so yeah the the action starts popping off um, and you know to their very slight credit the Yambu do like immediately start moving to protect the Hokage um, they're they're rushing in there uh, like two of the randos who are standing behind Orochimaru like leap in and they get like chopped in half with two with two kunai um, mm-hmm. You know, we we have this people who are like, oh shit, maybe maybe the uh, maybe the Yamu like can do something sometimes. Um, and like the, the, this scene like looks like pretty good, I think. You know, there's like a, a, like 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 a lot of movement is solid. There's like a moment where like one Yamu guy like turns his head and it looks like really weirdly good. This is uh, Nozomu Abe's work on this episode. Um, but like it just kind of immediately goes downhill for them after that, right? Like because they cut those two guys in half, but then it turns out that they were actually like four guys standing behind Orochimaru, two kids in a trench coat style this whole time. <laughs> Yeah, uh, they weren't randos at all. These are like, these are guys who all get like their own multi-episode fights later in the arc. So like, bad, bad, bad side. They put up a, they put up a barrier around like the third Okage and Orochimaru. Like one of the Amu guys just like runs into it, and, like lights on fire and dies. Like that's that's basically it for them. They're they're done for here. They don't have anything else to contribute to the fight. I I, I think I think they all should have rushed into the barrier one by one. <laughs> <laughs> just <laughs> maybe it only burns three people. <laughs> uh, also, uh, you know, you, you mentioned the Jonin we don't have, uh, we, we don't remember the name of. Because I, like, thought maybe he died, I made sure to, like, look him up and learn his name. He is Raido Namiyashi. Okay. He doesn't actually die here, but I think his, like, career is basically over because he does just get taken out with two fucking kunai, which is, like, it's over for you, man. Why are you even a Jonin? Yeah. Get out of here. No, like, literally, like, chump shit, right? Like, I, I could dodge two kunai in my fucking sleep. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Yeah, that's like the fucking prerequisite. You, sh- you should let somebody like, like leave the academy unless they can dodge two kunai in their sleep. Like, the, the, there's definitely like a weird thing in these episodes where like, you know, Orochimaru has this whole thing about like, ah, you know, Hiruzen is making the leaf weak with his like uh, peace-seeking ways or whatever, right? And like, I don't think that's something we're really meant to believe. But they're not doing us a lot of favors by making like so many fucking leaf guys look like complete chumps here. Like, yeah, the the Anbu are just like it's it's a pathetic showing of like every single one of our episodes this week. Yeah, uh, the, the, like Jonin standing guard for the Kage gets taken out instantly. I, yeah, if, if I was a Rochewar, I would be feeling like pretty confident in my assessment of the situation right now. Yeah, I'm like I'm feeling pretty confident in Rochewar's like. Yeah, yeah, I think I think we've got this. I think we're gonna destroy the Leaf Village. Yeah, I think we're really gonna do it. Yeah. In the barrier, uh, Hiruzen is, like, trying to, like, do some last-minute de-escalating of the situation. You know, he's, like, he's talking to Orochimaru, who he still believes is the Kazaikage. He's trying to make some real last-minute amends. He's trying to be like, hey, sorry about the ways that we've kind of, like, decided to become, like, an economic threat to your village. 
uh, like under the guise of a treaty. Like it's okay, we can work this out. Uh, it's totally fine. Does not account for the fact that this is secretly a guy who like hates his guts and wants them dead. But like you know, I get you gave it a shot, man. Yeah, I mean, like you gotta respect the dedication to talking things out sometimes. Like this is definitely the thing that points. Like okay, yeah, so. You know, the, the third Okage is, like, seeking out, like, like he, he is committed to, like, avoiding war, it seems like, in a lot of ways. You know, he's, he's trying to keep things peaceful. But, like, there definitely is an extent where, like, because he's, like, so ready to be like, okay, shit, you know, I, I've got concessions I can make to you, we can figure this out, you know, we can work something out. Like, you get the real sense, like, yeah, he knows that he's fucking over other people, and he knows that it's, like, like, you know, his his, his position is just kind of, like, you know, he, he, he is exerting a different sort of pressure on the world that isn't, like, just military strength, and he is, like, cognizant of that. Mm-hmm. Which I think is interesting. Also, like, fucking... Also, like, kind of fuck this dude, right? Yeah. Like, you don't... You don't, you don't get to go, like, oh, sorry, 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 maybe we can talk this out as soon as, like, someone has a knife to your throat. Come on, man, you're the fucking Hokage. Yeah. Like, I, I fucking hate that shit. I hate it when people are all, like doing over the, whatever the fuck they want because they don't think they're going to suffer any consequences. And then when they do get consequences, they're like, okay, well, maybe we could talk this out. Maybe we could, like, discuss, like, something that's, like, fair and equitable for everybody. Like, no, you shouldn't have fucking did the thing. Like, fuck off. I'm going to kick you in the head. This <laughs> uh, seems really personal for you. Like, I'm literally here to, like, ruin this guy's village. Yeah, yeah, that no, makes sense. That makes sense. I get it. Fuck this guy. Fuck this guy. <laughs> back on the, back on the arena floor, um... Sasuke's just kind of, like, standing there unsure of what to do, right? Like, everybody's, like, talking about their, like, plan, right? Like, Tamari and Gara are, like, down on the ground. Like, like Tamari and Conqueror are, like, down on the ground by Gara. Sasuke's just, Sasuke's kind of like, shit, is, is he, like, disqualified? Do I, like, need to be doing something here? And uh, Genma's like, okay, man, sorry. Like, you're probably good enough to be a tuning, but, like, uh, this shit's canceled. You, you got shit to do. Uh, I, I like Genma a lot here, honestly. Yeah? Yeah. It's so nice that he's like standing up to his uh, the the person who killed his t- twin brother Gecko. <laughs> <laughs> you think Baki is just like seeing this? Like this is ba- this guy's basically Gecko. I can fucking take him. It'll be easy. Yeah, I'm just killed the guy like it was nothing. He doesn't even have a sword. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what I wonder what, what Jutsu Genma has. I don't know if we ever learn. Maybe we do. Maybe there's like a, yeah. a Baki and Genma fight. I totally forgot about. Probably not, but, like, I mean, like maybe. I, I, I don't think so, but it looks like they're setting one up, right? Yeah. Like, I don't remember anything. It, it, might, be the, it, might, it might be the kind of thing where we just see what's going on elsewhere and then see, like, the result. Yeah, that, that's what I would suspect at this point. Mm-hmm. But, uh... Yeah, so, like, Sasuke runs off in pursuit of, like, Gara. Uh, Shino's just, like, fucking watching this. He's like, okay, I guess I gotta get involved now. I gotta go do some shit. Shino's fucking cool. I, I love it that Shino made it through the fucking sleep spell. Yeah. Do you think his bugs woke him up, or do you think he just, like, he just dispelled it on his own? So I, I think it'd be really cool if he had, like, bugs as, like, a Kenjutsu counter mechanism, right? Yeah, that is pretty cool, honestly. <laughs> it's like, oh shit, hey, you're not supposed to be sleeping now, and start fucking biting him. I think it would be cool if um he just wasn't a guy anymore. He was just all bugs. They're just piloting him like Ratatouille. <laughs> what if it's just the sunglasses and that's all it takes? Yeah, if you just wear shades, you're immune to Genjutsu. It's weird. <laughs> don't know why more people don't do this, honestly. Yeah. Man, I should get sunglasses. I should get sunglasses. <sighs> They'll be so handy for when I have to go back home, too. Oh my god. The sun's fucking rough out there. Oh, I imagine. I don't know. I might not go back home. Yeah? We'll figure something out. Aw. What? What? What the fuck? <laughs> I just thought it was cute. Oh, Okay. Yeah, so, you know, before the half the episode ends, we, like, cut back to Orochimaru and the third Hokage. And, like, again, if I was Orochimaru, I would be really fucking living for, like, how long if I could take this guy to figure out what's going on, right? Like, it, it, it is basically until Orochimaru calls him Sarutobi-sensei. Like, it is until that point, like, or it, it takes until that point for, like, he doesn't have any fucking clue what's up. Like, even then, he doesn't do his, like, ah, so it is you, Orochimaru, thing until, like, Orochimaru's, like, pulling off his mask. Like, a fucking pathetic show from this guy. I can't believe this. Honestly, if if I was Orochimaru, I would have milked it so fucking much more. I would have made that guy do, like, some fake peace talks right there. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I would have, like, started having a conversation with him about it. Like, oh, yeah, maybe... Let's see what concessions I can get this fucking asshole to make. (laughs) 
go psych and then rip my face off? It's like, it's been a Rochimaru the whole time. All of that was fake and yeah. I'm going to fucking kill you. Yeah, then he licks his life like a pervert. <laughs> God. I, I love Orochimaru so much. I, I love Orochimaru. He's great. He's a real favorite. Right, we'll, we'll have more to say about Orochimaru once again for the next half of the episode, though, which I'm ready to do if you have... Yeah, let's... If you don't have anything more you want to say? Let, let's do that. Iruka's teaching P.E. and worrying about Naruto when he notices things start popping off. Ibiki explains to his juniors Orochimaru's whole deal as far as he's concerned when someone comes to report on the giant snake situation. Guy and Kakashi are facing down Kabuto and some sound ninja when they spot Orochimaru in the barrier with the Hokage. Orochimaru tells the Hokage that he's just kind of in it for the drama, and Kakashi has Sakura wake up Naruto and Shikamaru, saying Naruto will be happy. He's getting his first A-rank mission since the Land of Waves. This, this half of the episode starts off with Erika, right? Erika's like watching over the kids. He's like trying not to think too much about like what's going on with Naruto and Neji's match. Like no fucking clue what's going on, really. Like no, nobody even sent a guy to like tell Erika what was up. I feel so fucking bad for this guy. Yeah, he <laughs> they could have given it. It would be so cute if Eruka had like a little radio and he was listening to like the the, the like shoutcast of the fucking shooting oh exams. My God. <laughs> Like, 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 he's supposed to be teaching a class, but it's like, now we're listening to this today. Don't worry about it. All the kids are like, fucking okay, I'll, bl- I'll blow this one off. I don't mind. Yeah, well, I mean, he's just, like, outside, like, watching them run or whatever, right? So, like... Yeah. I, mean, I think it's really cute that Erika's like, I I, I, sh- I shouldn't root for Naruto too much, but, like, oh, I really want Naruto to win. But, like, oh, I taught all these kids. I should I should support them equally, but I really want Naruto to win. You, you gotta root for the underdog. <laughs> I also gotta root for his son. Yeah, also, you're... Also, your son. You were that kid's first dad. Second dad. <laughs> <laughs> you were that kid's first dad that he knew. No, yeah, I mean... Look, I mean, the, Naruto's actual dad is going to get a chance to, like, show up and be his dad later, which I think... And, and that comes, like, later in Naruto's life, so I think that makes Erika Naruto's first dad, actually, in right, that context. Right, I was thinking that exact thing. I was thinking, like, okay, like, wait, like, how, how many dads does Naruto get before that happens? What can I call it? Is he Naruto's fourth dad? That would... He might be Naruto's fourth dad. Because <laughs> that's really funny. No, he he would have to be fifth fifth plus. Nar- Wait, Nar- who, who am I forgetting? Well, okay, so there's there's Iruka. Mm-hmm. Um. Jiraiya. Yeah. The ramen guy. Oh, the, I don't I don't count the ramen guy as a dad. Really? Really? I don't know. Like he, I think he has a different role in his life, right? I don't know, right? Like, like you know, that guy, that guy is like that guy like cares for Naruto, obviously. But I, I think I think it's a, it's a different thing where like you know your your connection to this person is like founded in like the fact that he's like paying you money, right? Like there can be like a genuine care there, but I don't think that's a dad kind of thing. Okay, all right. I don't know. Like I I I I want to I want to count the ramen guy. I think, but okay, but well, for the for the sake of Naruto's father being fourth dad, yeah, I I will I will I will I will concede you this fact. Alright, so it's so, so it's only three now. It's just uh Iruka, Jiraiya, and like Kakashi, was it? Yeah. R- Roman guy can be an uncle. Yeah. I I think he's totally like an uncle. Okay. Zabuza also an uncle. <laughs> <laughs> A very different kind of uncle. <laughs> very different. Alright, what the fuck were we talking about? Uh we're talking about Erika, the Erika scene, but I'm ready to move on from the Erika scene. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. So then we get uh, Ibiki talking to like one of the one of the like guys he's in charge of about Orochimaru. Right. Right. Like they're not in the action. They like know some shit is probably up. There's like some smoke rising from the arena, but they're like, yeah, we're we're waiting out here to see if something happens. Um, you know, we should talk. We should talk. Like we know Orochimaru's around here, so let's let's talk about what Orochimaru's deal is. Um. Yeah. And so he he basically says like, yeah, he wanted to be the Hokage, but he got turned down, and now he is like holding a grudge or whatever. Right, which I think is like you know, there's probably more going on there, but I, I, I get how Ibiki, the fucking like Leafs Prime torture guy, sort of defaults to like more simplistic understanding of things. Yeah, like I, um, I, I bet that is like a popular like story about like why Orochimaru mm-hmm. is like uh, right, and he's like, yeah, I, I saw that guy when I was younger, and I thought his vibes were fucking terrible. Which like, first of all, homophobe. <laughs> Second of all, <laughs> right? Oh my god, like. <laughs> Like, you know, there's so many guys like, like yeah, I, I always knew Orochimaru sex shit. Like, you know, he was one of the Sonic, but, like, he was the guy I fucking hated. God. I thought he wasn't human. Like, he's just GNC. Come on. <laughs> Come on, guys. This is why he fucked off. <laughs> these fucking, these, these fucking Leaf Shinobi, I swear to God. I swear to fucking God. I hate their asses. This is why you fucked off. 
<laughs> Look, nobody else on Roche Bar is gonna be the HRT. That's how that's what it comes down to. Yeah. I mean like same. I mean like, you know, I haven't I haven't been uh involved with the uh village hidden the sound all that long, but uh, you know, it's uh, it's changed it's changed my life, you know? Like in a, in a good way. You know, I gotta work with you. Oh my god. <laughs> Get titties. Yeah. You know, good good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff all around. Uh-huh. Speaking of good stuff, we cut back to the stadium, and, like, there's some really great, like, action animation cuts of just, like, here's some, like, random Jonin, like, fighting some random sound guys. Like, there's this fucking incredible cut where, like, a, like just a complete no-name fucking Jonin is, like, clashing the sound guy in the middle of the air, and, like, the sound guy gets, like, kicked out of the air and, like, crashes into the stadium, and, like, lands between two guys who are, like, sleeping in the stands, and, like, they both, they all kind of, like, tumble over, and it looks just, like, ridiculously fucking good. It looks um, amazing! That's, uh, that is a Toshihi Sakaya scene. Uh, shout out to that guy. That guy fucking rocks. That guy's good at his job. Fuck yeah. We, we gotta, we gotta put a clip of that on the Twitter. We, we I, 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 I totally will. Okay. It is, like, definitely my favorite piece of animation in this episode. I was, like, really blown away by it. Yeah. I like, I, I like Kakashi and Guy fighting next to each other. Yeah, no, it's, it's cool to be bros. I, I like, I like Kakashi and Guy a lot. I was, like, super skeptical of how I would feel about Guy, like, when I started out this podcast, right? Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, I, I talked about this in a Rock the episode where, like, the last time through I was, like, pretty down on him. But, like, you know, I've, I right now I'm just having a great time with him. Um, I've, I've made my peace with the things I didn't like earlier. And I'll, like, get back around to not liking those in, like, several hundred episodes of this podcast. But, like, right now. Yeah, I, I, I like Guy a lot when he's next to Kakashi. Mm-hmm. He just doesn't get to be next to Kakashi all the time. Yeah, so and we, we, we cut back to, uh, to Hiruzen and Orochimaru. And there's, like, kind of a weird vibe with Hiruzen in this scene where he just, like, gets, like, really smug and mean as soon as he knows it's Rochimaru here. I fucking hate this guy. <laughs> right? Like, 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 he's like, ah, oh, damn, Rochimaru, are you fucking crying? You scared to kill your teacher? Is it gonna be sad, you fucking dickhead? It's like, what, what are you doing, man? What is this? It's like, you, you, you know, you, you know that's not gonna make you less murdered, right? Alright, and Rochimaru is just like, just fucking stabs himself in the head, it's like, no, I, I just, I just needed to, I needed to wake myself up, I was a little sleepy, I, I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have fun with this now. And like, Hiruzen is also, also has this moment where he's like, ah, Orochimaru, I know you don't fucking believe in anything, you have no fucking goals or motivations, which is like, come on, man, fuck off! <laughs> like, why, why yeah. are you being like this? He like, <laughs> like, he literally sounds like a fucking shitty adult who, like, you don't feel comfortable talking to, and so they think you're just fucking, like, head empty, have nothing to say. Yeah, no, it, it, like, you know, okay, we, we, we talk about how much we love Orochimaru in this podcast, like, you know, he's not really a good person in the broadest sense, but, like, this, these interactions make me feel that his beef with Hiruzen is extremely justified, because, <laughs> like, if this is how this guy has treated him this whole time, like, of course, of course you want to fucking kill that guy. Yeah, I want to fucking kill that guy. Anyway, fucking Ibiki and Hiruzen are fucking wrong. Orochimaru is just here to fucking watch. Right. Yeah, is like, yeah, I find it. You know what? I'm just here to fucking have fun. I'm here to see some shit get, like, fucked up. I'm here to, like... I'm here to watch the wind call destroy the hidden leaf. Like, spin the pinwheels in, like, a pretty way or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Like, I, I'm not sure what to make of this, right? Because if I buy this as a genuine explanation of Orochimaru's motives, I think it's kind of a letdown. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, because there's all this stuff, like, earlier in the arc of him kind of gesturing at, like, you know, his broader political ambitions, him, like, trying to, like, set stuff in motion in the world... Um, like, like, him just being like, actually, I just like to fuck shit up is, like, both, it's not a particularly interesting direction to go in, and it's also, like, it just feels very stock in a way that, like, it doesn't really, like, do much for me. Yeah. And, like, there's an extent to which, like, I love Orochimaru being on screen, so him just be like, yeah, I'm just here to fuck shit up, I'm just here to cause drama, is like, hell yeah, man, fuck shit up, cause drama. <laughs> like, you know, I think is fucking, like, a delightful presence on the screen, basically all the time, except for when, like, it's really leaning into, like, the more uncomfortable aspects of, like, the way that the show, like, codes him. Yeah. Um, but, like... I want to hang out with Orochimaru. I mean, we do all the time, we're, we're pretty close. Yeah, we're tight. Yeah, we're I, I don't know that we're tight, actually. <laughs> no, we're not. No, we don't really know that guy, but, um... I know Orochimaru doesn't really like girls, but I want to be Orochimaru's special girl. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> just, uh... You want to just be a fucking meat grinder that he feeds fucking chumps that soon he becomes stronger? Yeah. That'd be so fun. I, you know, I, I guess I can't begrudge that. 
I mean, like, you know, it's, it, it, it's fine. Like, you know, I'm, I'm not like, you know, I, I understand that that is a dangerous prospect for me. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's not, it's not the position you necessarily want to be in. Yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm fine being kind of like off his radar in that way. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I don't know. There's, there's also an extent to which, like, if I'm like, if I'm like enough of a badass. Maybe you can handle it. Maybe, yeah, maybe I can handle it. Like, maybe he'll just like notice me. Maybe he'll be like, ooh, yeah, you're strong. <laughs> and we could like, I don't know, s- smoke weed or something. <laughs> uh, like I, I think the other reason I don't really buy um, this idea of like yeah Rich Marge is here to fight I can like stir shit up even if the show intends this to be like a genuine explanation of his motives it's like there's, there's like a, there are like some conflicts between like the way that Heroes and Star Toby and the way that Orochimaru like approach like personal ideas of like strength and like managing a village that like extend beyond the fact that like Orochimaru is doing his like evil guy shit yeah like, I, I don't think that, you know, I think that a lot of Orochimaru's, like, personal pursuit of, uh, of, like, strength and, like, you know, the, the way that she, like, identifies and values strength is, like, very, like, um, I don't know, like, like, it is very, like, individualistic in an extreme sense that, you know, it, it, it's, like, very literally just, like, yeah, I'm gonna, like, fucking destroy a bunch of people to, like, keep making myself stronger or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. There is an extent to which that makes Orochimaru kind of, like, this crystallization of like what the ninja world is doing like broadly right like he like he is just the most like crystallized form of that he is the guy who has like taken that to heart the most and is just making himself like a this hasn't been stated in the show but like he wants to be like the immortal guy that knows every jutsu right um yeah and like more broadly he wants like a more more broadly he wants like a environment in which like that kind of thing is like encouraged and supported and like you know, I don't know that he even necessarily feels like he needs to be the only guy to, to do this sort of shit. He's just, you know, he's just going about it in his way. Um, like, he is the person who has, like, taken a lot of the broader ideals of the ninja world to heart in, like, a very personal way and is, like, trying to kind of, like, actualize them in himself in a way that I think is interesting. Um, and, 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 like, to, to an extent, like, kind of, like, you know, everybody's like, oh, shit, you're going a little too far with the shit that we're all, like, basically doing, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, we, 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 you, you look at, like, the, the ninja families, look at the Hugo clan, where it's all just, like, yeah, the whole family is just, like, in pursuit of, like, making sure we have our good air, and, like, we have all of these, like, exposable side guys that are just, like, there to, like, die to make sure that happens. And, uh, I don't know, like, t- time and time and again, we get, like, the, we, we get characters who are just put in, like, this e- extreme amount of pressure to, like, just become, like, the fucking super weapon child. And Orochimaru isn't, like, different from that. He just believes in that in, like, a very, like... Like, like, he, like, he has just taken that onto himself in, like, a very, like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm going to, like, pursue this to the fullest extent that I can way that I, th- that I think is, like, a, a much more interesting conflict of, like, him just being the guy who's embracing all this shit than the idea that, like, oh, yeah, I'm a Rochumaru, the guy who's just gonna, like, fuck everything up is. Yeah. It, it is interesting to me to be thinking about Rochumaru this much because, like, the last time I was going through Naruto, I just didn't, I didn't really have it in me to, like, engage that heavily with the, like, sort of queer-coded villain that Orochimaru is, right? Yeah. And this time through, I'm just, like, delighted by him all the time, which makes this, like, a pretty different experience. Um, but, like, I'm, I don't know. I I am enjoying the process of, like, working through my thoughts about Orochimaru and, like, having some shit to say about him. And I hope it's, like, yeah, at least a little bit interesting to listen to. Yeah, totally. I think so. I, I, I just love this man. <laughs> He's just awesome! <laughs> He's like... <laughs> He's, he's kind of awesome oh my god like, he's just like literally he could say his goal is fucking anything and i'd be like fuck yeah dude fuck yeah i hope you fuck it up man get out there <laughs> do your best uh did you have more you want to say about this episode no i think i think that's that so uh what are we watching next week next week we are watching episodes 69 nice. 70 and 70 <laughs> I was hoping you would let me say all three of the episodes before you did that, but like, okay. Uh, next week, we are watching episodes 69, 70, and 71 of Naruto. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, okay. Um. Hey, like the show? Want to support the show so you can keep listening so we can keep paying for fucking podcast hosting? Check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash Konoha Crush. For $3 a month, you get access to our episodes up to a week early. Uh, for a little bit more, $5 a month, you get access to our special bonus podcast, Narukai Uzumaki, uh, which you probably would have heard the first one like two weeks ago that we put it up on the main feed by the time you're hearing this. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm like super excited to like make more of that show. I'm excited to like watch more shows for that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, right now, like the, the poll will be like long ended by the time that like this episode goes out uh, because we'll need to have like watched that show and like maybe have recorded an episode of, about it. I'm not sure. Uh, I don't know the exact scheduling on this stuff. But, like, you know, there will be polls for you to help, like, choose what shows will be, like, watched for that if you have any interest in, like, guiding the show in that way. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so you, you get access to the bonus the, the, the bonus episodes for $5 a month. And for $20 a month, you become our special joining tier. Uh, and you get a shout-out at the end of the episode. Speaking of which... Yeah. So shout-outs to our joining tier subscribers, Maple and... Izzy, the sole surviving member of the clan of people who think Neji doesn't suck. I also want to shout out Izzy. Izzy like wrote like a big long comment on our Patreon about Orochimaru that I was like thinking out about a bunch as I was watching these episodes and making notes on these episodes. It's like, hey, it's cool to see people engage with the show on that on that uh, on that level. You know, I, I always like talking to people about the show and like seeing people talk about the show. Yeah, I didn't read it. <laughs> thank- well, I read it. So. Yeah. Hey, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. For for the for the big comment, and I'm excited to hear more from you, Izzy. I love you. <laughs> wow, getting really personal. <laughs> hey, any images we talked about on the podcast can be found on our Twitter at uh, Konaha Crush, all one word, Konaha Crush. Um, I'm streaming lately, uh, Twitch.tv/ReziArt, R-E-Z-I-A-R-T. Um, you know, I stream art, I play games sometimes, and it's a good time. So check me out there if you want to hear more from me, or more from Ruby. She's on there sometimes, too. And, yeah, I think that's it. Thanks for listening. And remember, there's no such thing as filler. <laughs>